Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cup Radio, and this evening we have the author, Jennifer Bleakley, of the book called Joey. And this book, Joey, is how a blind rescue horse helps others learn to see. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I wanted to let you know I read the book, and it was wonderful. Thank you. And I passed it on to some others to read, as well as my daughter wants to read it next. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a couple questions about your book. The process, you mentioned that that you had always wanted to be an author, and this (laughs) happened to be your first book. How that happened? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny is I... I had thought about being an author at some point in my life, um, but then really, I, I've always loved writing. I loved um, even writing research papers in college. I was one of those kind of students, but really never saw myself doing anything with it professionally. I thought I was just considered it a, a hobby or just a gift God had given me just for fun. I've always been big into journaling. Um, but then several years ago, our church had a need um, for some curriculum, and I was approached by one of our pastors who knew I enjoyed writing and knew I had children in the age group that we were needing the curriculum for. And he just asked me if I would be willing to write some curriculum just in a part-time capacity. And it felt kind of random as, as sometimes God will do in those things where he's, he's getting us ready for something. And um, so I started writing curriculum for treasuring Christ curriculum and um Found, discovered that I loved that. I loved writing. Um, it just awakened a passion in me that had been dormant for um, the time that I, I was pursuing a grief counseling master's degree and working full-time and then um, staying home with my children full-time. And so I um, began writing that curriculum, which also instilled in me a, a discipline for writing. I was responsible for 2,000-word um, lessons each week. And so just getting in that... Um, that discipline of, of putting out content and meeting deadlines and honing that skill. A few years later, when I meet this, this incredible blind horse and see this story um, that God has just so beautifully put together and felt him prompt me to write about this story, um, you know, that discipline was there and some of the connections were there. And um, I ended up attending a writing conference, the She Speaks conference with Proverbs 31 Ministries, and really felt God confirm the call to write about this story at that conference, and then ended up at a blog challenge. I have a blog and was writing as a part of this 31-day blog challenge in October, and came across a website for um, a literary agent who was um, just saying 31 ways to snag a literary agent, I think was the title of her series. And one of the posts she had was about phone calls that she would do periodically. And just if you had a question about anything in the publishing industry, you just kind of felt stuck, you could um, sign up for a a spot, a time, and she would just answer questions. And at the time, I had written this book, but I didn't know what 
genre I was. I felt like I was a genre orphan. I didn't know if it was fiction or nonfiction, if it was children or adults. And so um, speaking with her about what I had written, she um, was able to answer my questions, but then also said that she would like to sign me as a client. And a few months later, we pitched the book to Tyndale and they um, said that they would love to partner with us to bring the story to life. And Fast forward a few more years after having to rewrite it. I rewrote the book about four times, trying to find the right perspective and point of view and structure and all of that. And um, finally, we now have the finished product, um, which is out there for people to read. So it's been a long journey for me. I know it's not typical. Um, I've been assured if when I write my next book, it shouldn't take quite as long or be quite as long of a process. But um, God has just been so gracious all along the way in teaching me such precious and invaluable lessons throughout this process. Do you already have your thought behind your next one? Different. <laughs> I have several different ideas. I would love to write the rest of the story. I end Joey with um, introducing a new horse named Sela, and I would love the opportunity to get to tell um, her story. Honestly, there's 17 horses at this ranch, and each one has a powerful story. So, of course, I would love to write about all of them. I also have a couple other um, ideas that I've been, I've been developing and working towards. So, yes, I, I definitely do have some other things I'm working on. Well, you do know that I completely think they ought to make this book into a movie. That story is <laughs> phenomenal. Well, actually, um, that is in the works. I, I, it, it's surreal. You know, when you just give God your lack, your little bit of, of talent, and just let Him pour out His abundance through that, uh, I, I feel like I every day am living the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. Um, but he, He's brought a film producer in, and um, she has acquired the rights to turn Joey into a, a movie. So she was here Two weeks ago, um, I had dinner with her. She spent the day at the ranch, and um, so it is It is in development. Stay tuned. <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm glad to hear that. You know, the one thing that's really nice about this book as well is it's not only what you're telling about your story, but it's also the walk that Kim Surratt and the whole vision behind the Hope Reigns and where it came from, and that's a story in itself you all need to read read the book to get uh, detail by detail, but uh, I was just really inspired by both of you, oh, and I'm glad you. you I'm glad you wrote it. I mean, <laughs> wow, and even what you're saying right now, because, you know, I go into certain sections. I have quite a few children that love to read in my family, mm. and I'll go into sections maybe for young adults, and I'll always pray, Lord, please, more good quality books for this section. Thank you for the mm. authors. Thank you for inspiring things, other mm. than other that are that are uh, not so dark. So I love right. hearing your story. That this was Aww. always in your heart. So good for you oh, for going you. for it, <laughs> yeah, and obeying, thank and just you. walking forward. And look what it's doing now. It's gone from a book right. now going into a movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> only God could take a, a blind rescue horse and uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, and, you know, use and work through that horse, you know, hopefully on a worldwide scale to shine the light of hope. And um, it's, it's very humbling to be a part of it. it. It's so amazing just to see 
what the Lord can do from just one small step of obedience. I mean, I had, I had no idea when he called me to write this story that I would be here talking to you or that any of this would be happening. I, I honestly thought I would just self-publish this and, um, you know, use it as a tiny little fundraiser for maybe the 20 family members I could convince to buy the book and use it as a fundraiser for the ranch. Um, and just so I, I think I, I keep calling it a tidal wave of grace. It's just, you know, when, when God is in something, sometimes it really feels like a tidal wave. And um, I'm just so grateful. And it's so ironic to me that, you know, Joey was blind. And so we talk a lot. And it was I was developing the story and talking with my editors. We just kept talking about that concept of blind faith. And it's just very ironic that Kim, the owner of the ranch, the founder of the ranch, had to walk in blind faith when God called her to open this ranch. She had never done anything like that before. And then I'm writing a book about horses, which I really didn't know anything about horses prior to writing this book. And um, I'd never written a book before. So I'm, I'm riding in blind faith. She's, you know, working in blind faith. Joey was living in blind faith. And um, just a beautiful picture of, of what it means to just trust God for that next step when you can't see the way or, or you know, how it's all going to turn out. So it, it really has been an incredible process. Yeah. And how we can use it for good. I mean, that yeah. horse and what he, what he did for the children and the people that were coming there to, yeah. to have uh, part, take part there in the ministry. And not only that, also the, the helpers, the volunteers, the, that whole team. I mean, this just a, it's a huge, huge picture that I'm sure we just don't even see every detail. But it's right. awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad that you came on to tell it. Believe me, there will be a lot of people that realize that, number one, discipline is okay. And number two, don't despise small beginnings. You just never know where they're going to go. Really? God. I mean, right. <laughs> here you, are. you think it's going to be 20 people. Don't underestimate God. We serve a big God. So, Absolutely. All yes. right. Would you, would you like to go ahead and pray for the people that are listening that whatever God might be birthing in them, courage or whatever you think that they need to have? Absolutely. I would be honored to. Thank you. Go for it. Sure. Um, Father God, we just, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are a big God, that you are bigger than any fear that we have, that you are bigger than any insecurity, you are bigger than any obstacle. Um, and Father, we just, we surrender to you. We surrender our, our lack. We surrender our inability, um, our doubts, our fears. And God, we just trust you. I, I pray for those who are listening right now that, that feel that whisper, that feel that stirring in their spirit to step out in faith. And God, it's, it's often that first step can be so hard. And and the doubts are so present. But Lord, I just pray that right now, even in this moment, that that one that is listening, that your voice, your still small whisper would be louder than the voices of any doubts or fears. And God, whatever that first small step is, would you just enable, um, enable that first step to be taken? And would you just hold fast to our hands? Would you um, just reveal your your will, even if it's just for that next step, just enough light to take that next step. And I just pray, God, that um, those listening would just be able to trust that you are bigger and you are trustworthy and you are good and you are for us and that nothing 
nothing can stop your plan. And so, God, we just we wait in anticipation to see what you are going to do and um, how you are going to move and just stir up your people to share your love, to share your truth, and to shine your light of hope into this world. And so, God, we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. We know that it is only you in us that is able to do these things. And so we give you praise, and we ask all of this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, before we finish up, anybody that's inspiring to be an author, some of the things that you've learned along the way, what kind of advice, what would you say is even the first step, a, a couple steps um, that they should do? Yeah, you know, my my first, I don't know if you've seen any of the Finding Nemo movies. My kids were coming page when that movie was big. But, <laughs> I love it. Um, there's that there's that line, just keep swimming. I think Dory said that. And um, I, yes. that, I channel that and every advice I give is just keep writing. Um, you know, oftentimes I, I think in this culture we live in, it's all about platform and, and numbers and followers and all of that. And I think so often God just calls us to write from a place of worship and a place of obedience without being concerned about anything else. And so I think, you know, my number one piece of advice is, is write, right? If God is calling you to write, write for him and write out of worship and trust him to get your words to who they need to get to. Um, so I think that's first and foremost. And then second, I think there really is power in, in the community of authors and writers. And so, uh, you know, finding a, a conference, and there's a lot of them, a lot of really good um, Christian conferences to choose from, but it's just a great place to be encouraged. It can be a very lonely profession to write. Oftentimes you're just, you know, home by yourself. And um, so being in a community where you can encourage each other, um, share the struggles, share the triumphs, and also just that network where um, you'll start to, you know, hear different opportunities and, and things like that. They have a lot of great um, online groups and, and just places to connect. So that's been a very powerful resource for me um, just in that community. And then for me, having a website and just a place to put content um, on my blog and, and just to be able to share with people and kind of hone the skill. I think those would probably be my top three piece of, pieces of advice. And um, as far as publishing goes, I mean, there's so many options. I think if you are gifted in marketing and promoting um, self-publishing is a wonderful option. I don't happen to be very gifted in those things, and so I'm, I'm grateful to have, um, you know, the support of, of Tyndale and the publishing house with, with all of that stuff. But there's so many options, and as you said, we have a big God. So I think when you surrender whatever you've written to him and trust him to get it into the, the hands of those that need it, whether it's just one person or a million uh, you know, you can just leave the results to him and you just obey in writing. I like what you said. Um, Sandra, is there anything you'd like to ask her? Uh, I just wanted to say I've just been, I've just been listening and praying. This has been mm-hmm. awesome. But, but uh, my husband and I both read the book, and he's 80-something and I'm 75. And when he read it, I could tell that he was so emotional. We have horses, and he said, oh, this girl really writes. I can just see everything there and fall in love with Joey. And, and then he said, but, but I want you to read it. So 
when I read it, uh, Jennifer, it affected me so much. One night I was mm-hmm. crying so hard, kind of in the middle of the book, that I couldn't even yeah. keep reading because my glasses oh. kept falling up. But I thought, <laughs> well, what, she, what her writing, you just describe everything. And there's mm-hmm. so many, and, and the kids that came and, and that were helped through the, through the animal therapy. So thank wow. you for writing it. And I oh, know it's going to touch a lot of lives. Thank you. I so appreciate your, your words and your thoughts. And I, I've had several readers tell me that the book needs to be rated instead of stars on tissue boxes. Um, how many tissues it took to, <laughs> to read the book? <laughs> But, um, you know, and honestly, I think that's part of what makes it so powerful. And, and I hesitated writing. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but there there are some sad parts. And, and for a while I wrestled with God because I don't enjoy thinking about sad things that happen with animals. And I kind of at one point told God, no, I don't want to write about that. So we had a little a little moment, but um, he's so patient and kind and just stirred my heart to, to write what and, he wanted those, me to write. Those, but, um, I believe those those parts brought out healing in people at the same time. Right. Not, and, yes. and that's kind of, that's, that's what he laid on my heart is, you know, and it's ironic. I'm a grief counselor and don't like to cry over, you know, losing people, but, um, <laughs> but he, that, that is, I think that's what makes it so powerful is that we all know grief. We all are familiar with pain and brokenness and loss. And yet there's hope. There's always hope. And it doesn't always show up all shiny and obvious or like how we want it to, but there's always a thread of hope. And I think that's ultimately what I want people to take away from this book is that hope isn't a horse or a pony ride or, um, you know, even a friendship. Hope is Jesus. And hope is the fact that you are loved by a big and powerful God and your life has a purpose. And um, there are people that genuinely want to help. And so I, I just, that's my, that as people read the book, they see that, that glimmer of hope. Well, I want to thank you for taking your time, Jennifer. And again, the book is Joey by Jennifer Bleakley. And so thank you so very much for coming on. And that's a wrap.